You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Answer for this show. You know, the Lakers are doing that with Staples. Now it's crypto.com. Maybe we put it out there and we have an official sponsorship. Everybody else seems to be doing it. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Be careful what you ask for. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that coming up. We say good morning to Peacock. That's our streaming partner and also our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400, a part of iHeartRadio, the Fox Sports Radio lineup. McLevin has the honors for a poll question. That's forthcoming. You would think that uh, two superstars is better than one, but last night, Steph Curry and the Warriors blowing out Kevin Durant and James Harden in Brooklyn. Curry went 9-14 from three-point range. He scored 37. But this entire Warriors team played great defense on KD and Harden. They held KD under 20 points. Durant's the NBA's leading scorer. Didn't have a field goal in the second half. And this is a really good defensive team. I think what's lost with Golden State, when Golden State had their mini dynasty, they played really good defense. The Warriors' hot start is a reminder that basketball is still a team game. And Curry seems to help his teammates play their best. Right now, Durant and Harden, they are not having that kind of impact. And they're not fully assembled, but neither are the Warriors. They're waiting for Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson given the green light to play five on five right now. Also, James Wiseman, their second-year player out of Memphis, not back yet. Brooklyn without Joe Harris, Paul Millsap, and, of course, without Kyrie Irving. But last night, the Warriors made a statement, not afraid of any team in the NBA, no matter how many superstars they have. I don't know if Golden State's the best team in the NBA, but somebody has to be the best team in the NBA right now. So, you know, judging by what they've done, you beat the Nets in Brooklyn. McLovin complained yesterday that we're giving Golden State too much credit because they win their home games. Well, you should win your home games. That wasn't what I said, exactly. You sounded like you were dismissive of Golden State being a really good team. Well, they were 8-1 and one at home and 3-1 and one on the road. So using math, I said, well, this record will even out a little bit once they have the long road trip. Admit it, you're a brake pumper. I was brake pumping that because, well, naturally, because you've been a runaway train on the Warriors since, like, I, know, I don't know, last <laughs> last June, July. Okay. But it was the middle of summer. No one's talking about You're like, <laughs> I like the Warriors this year. Equal time. I know I did. But you are a brake pumper. You need a brake pump on this team. No, I like Golden State. I liked them last year. If Clay came back, I was all in on Golden State. Are you in or are you out on Golden State? After last night, I couldn't be more on the bandwagon. <laughs> I'm booking a first-class seat. Watch it. They, their defense was amazing. You didn't tell me about that. See, you didn't give me full information. I blame you. They're a good defensive team, and they still have their first-round picks who haven't contributed. Wiseman's not back yet. I don't know how good they are, but they do have depth. And if Clay comes back, that's a formidable team. I have left uh, less questions about them than I do the Lakers right now. And LeBron might be back by the end of the week, probably not against Milwaukee tonight, but against the Celtics on Friday. But I don't know who the best team is right now, but I would say what we've seen from Golden State so far, that's a really good team. Phoenix is a really good team right now, but it's November. Yes, McLovin. It's the fact that I don't know the names. Like, I know Blake Griffin on the Nets. I know Kevin Durant, LaMarcus Aldridge, Damian Lee and Otto Porter and these guys. It's like the Tennessee Titans. How are the Tennessee Titans the best team in the NFL? (laughs) And none of us know their depth chart. Yeah. 
Uh, it was fascinating, though, that that's, that wasn't exactly a road game for the Warriors because the crowd was chanting at one point MVP, MVP for Steph Curry. <laughs> and it was a big ticket. You know, there are a lot of Warrior fans who came out to watch Golden State play in Brooklyn. That's why when you said it yesterday, you know, Brooklyn hasn't been embraced by New York. It's a Knicks town. It'll always be a Knicks town. Brooklyn can win. They'll have a nice little parade. But if the Knicks do any, if the Knicks get out of the first round, they'll hold a damn parade bigger than, you know, they would for Brooklyn. They just will. Um a lot of the, you know, you have a standalone game like this, so now we're talking about who's better, KD or Steph, as we talked about yesterday. This is what happens in our business. You get the standalone game, just like Thursday night. Tomorrow night, Mac Jones against the Falcons. Everybody talking about New England. It's Mac Jones week, and he's going to go into Atlanta. Standalone game on Friday. You're going to have the analysts saying, Mac Jones, rookie of the year. He's awesome. Um, Atlanta is who we thought they were. Maybe Matt Ryan should retire. What if it goes the other way? (laughs) What if Atlanta does well, wins the game? Matt Ryan finds Kyle Pitts a couple times. And maybe... New England is not one of those playoff teams or Super Bowl caliber teams. Did you see where somebody placed a bet on New England? And this might have had something to do with Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth said that uh, he's done every year he's done the Super Bowl for NBC. The Patriots have been in the Super Bowl. And he goes, I'm not saying, but well, somebody put $20,000 <laughs> on the Patriots with a chance to win a half a million dollars. That's because I think Collinsworth said that yesterday. Is New England a good team? Yes. Playoff team, in my opinion, yes. Are they a great team? No. But Mac Jones, now all of a sudden I got Honey Badger criticizing the analyst saying, oh, where was everybody? Now all of a sudden he can play? Well, that is how it works, Honey Badger. We kind of have to see you play. If that's the case, we'd go, Zach Wilson is great. He went number two overall. I'd like to see you play before I say that. Yes, Eaton. And given all of this hype, I would absolutely put my entire like week's pay or net worth or any money I could scrounge up on the Falcons winning this weekend. Right, <laughs> tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, Paulie. Did Collinsworth mention how many of those Super Bowls with the Patriots Tom Brady was not quarterbacking mm. that he worked? Mm. Did he mention that? He did not. He did not. You're a brake pumper right now, Brake pumping. Yeah, brake pumper. There's our next T-shirt. Brake <laughs> pumper. Are you a brake pumper? Get all the merchandise you want. Segway, holiday shopping, Dan Patrick Show, and uh, danpatrick.com. You got calendars, T-shirts, hoodies, beanies, the official Dan Patrick Show puzzle, pennies, bang, biscuits. Todd has limerick greeting cards and a whole lot more. All available at danpatrick.com. Yes, McLovin. I'm so confused by Tyron Matthews' defense of Mac Jones. He's like, you did not believe. He's on a different team. Explain this to me. Why is he like, you didn't believe in our guy who's on a completely. Uh, Matthews on the Chiefs and Mac Jones is what's happening here? I don't even know. Usually when you get ready to play somebody, that's when you hype them up. It's like, yeah, that guy is unbelievable. You know, we, we got our work cut out for. They're not even playing each other. Kansas City has Dallas coming up this weekend. Honey Badger's 29, maybe looking at that media job in a few years. <laughs> Former Patriot Rodney Harrison will join us coming up a little bit later on. Dan Orlovsky of the Mothership will join us as well. Are the Cleveland Browns fading away? 
This program brought to you by Masterclass. Oh, they were a great sponsor last year. You want to learn to sing like Mariah Carey, cook like Gordon Ramsay, or flow like Nas. Gift Masterclass to somebody. Unlimited access to online classes from the world's best. Now you can give one annual Masterclass membership. Get one free at masterclass.com slash Patrick. Term supply. What's the poll question we're going to have, McLovin? I want to put on the website, do you think the Golden State Warriors will win a championship this year or can win a championship? I want to see if people are with you. Can How about will they? Are they the favorite? Because I still think there's some skepticism by people after last year, like the average fan. Well, last year they limped into a play-in game. I'm just telling you, that's how the average fan, including me, felt about them this year. I did not think that they they were going to be a championship contender this year. Okay. But that's why I say, listen to me. I can help you. (laughs) I can help you help yourself. I just heard Tim Legler on ESPN saying, this team can win a championship this year, and I think they might. How about you can have the Warriors or everybody else in the West? I would still look at Milwaukee as the team to beat. They're defending champs. They didn't have many roster moves, changes. So I would s- still say them. Yeah, McLean. I think you could put Warriors versus Lakers. I think still a lot of people believe in the Lakers. Um, a little, yeah, hmm. but you got to believe in the Suns as well. I mean, that's still a good team. I think for the average fan, it's LeBron and Anthony Davis. They see those names and say, like, this team's going to be hard to knock out if they're healthy. Okay. If they're healthy. That's a big if. But I, I look, I like Golden State. I like the way they play basketball. And a friend told me they play basketball like it's soccer. If, and, and if you understand that analogy of constantly moving the ball, they're a great passing soccer team. That's the feeling I get when I watch them. They don't hold on to it long. And especially when Clay Thompson gets back. But look, I like Golden State. Let's see what Clay is able to do when he comes back. Got clearance to go five on five. When he comes back, you know, then that's that's a whole different weapon for them. If Brooklyn gets Kyrie back, then, you know, they'd probably be favorites over the rest of these teams. But I don't know if that's going to happen. What's is he going to be in shape when he comes? I mean, he, he's playing pickup football games and that doesn't equate to or translate into he's ready to go in the NBA. Um, I thought about this after the game. Because Steve Kerr, it feels like when he goes on the road, has to somehow come up with a different way to compliment Steph Curry. Because the local media wants to know. You know, the New York media wanted to know after last night's game, like, hey, uh, coach, uh, what do you think about Steph Curry? And Steve Kerr has to say this. Your offensive rating is back to being one of the best in the league. Just after all these years, what makes the system so difficult to defend? Uh, Steph Curry. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, there's never been anybody like him. So he's an offense um, just by himself. He's an offense. Uh, the fact that Steph can be dominant on and off the ball is what makes him unique uh, there's nobody in the league now or, or as far as i'm concerned ever who had that that combination of on ball uh skill and, and pick and roll dominance but you know the the off ball game of uh, you know reggie miller rip hamilton or you know somebody flying off screens that that combination is, has never been seen every place he goes into he has to come up with something new to say it feels like what makes him so special Is he the greatest shooter of all time? If your life was on the line, 
Who would you want the ball to have the ball? If I'm Steve Kerr, I would just say, look, I, I'm, I've run out of words to say. Google all the other things I've said about. Or how about this? You just went, I'm going to have a tape recorder with me, and I just go, I press play, and then it says, I have a Rolodex of things that I can use. It's like on a loop with Steph Curry. Hey, uh, Coach, what do you think of Steph Curry? He's the greatest shooter of all time. He runs our offense more than anybody else does in the NBA. If my life's on the line, I want him taking the shot. It just feels like every place he goes, he's got to come up with the... He's running out of ways to describe Steph Curry. Yeah, Paul. It is funny, though. Uh, Scoreboard-wise, Steve Kerr, he has more rings, doesn't he? Yes, he... As a player by, and a coach. Yeah, by, he's got... Steve's got eight rings? Five as a player? Uh, th- does he have three as a coach and he, five as a player? Yeah. So think... that'd be a great answer. Somebody says, hey, uh, you know, how great is uh, Steph Curry? Uh, last I looked, I got eight rings. Uh, next question. Yeah, I mean, he's got three, which is kind of a cute little number. I got eight. Let's just put it this way. He didn't win any of those rings without me. If I had half as many rings, I'd have four. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, Eden. Coach, how great is it? How fortunate are you to have someone like Steph? Yeah. <sighs> or the follow-up is, uh, Coach, uh, does he remind you of when you were playing alongside Michael Jordan? Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> long side. Uh, Kevin Durant had some compliments about Steph Curry's game. Uh, Here they go. I mean, he's a master at what he does. I've been saying that since you know he came into the league. You know, just a crafty player that can pretty much do anything off the ball. That can you know cut to the rim, shoot floaters, shoot threes, and then he can handle the basketball too and get down to a spot. So, I mean, you know, I've been there. He put in a ton of work. He cares about the game. He loves his teammates. Plays with energy. You know, so. That's what you get, you know, any night, every night is a player like that. Playing at all-star, well, MVP, Hall of Fame level, you know, you got to respect it. Yeah, you could almost tell where maybe KD was tired of answering that, too. It's like, he plays at a Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, because I used to play there, and now I came over here to play with Kyrie, and I know, yes, yes, I know, I know, yes. I know, I shouldn't have left. Yes. All right, I know, I shouldn't have left. We were over there, I was there, it worked, and then I left, and now it's, I know. I I trusted Kyrie. Okay, my mistake. (laughs) Coach, real quick, uh, Steph Curry, 37 tonight. What uh, makes him so special? (laughs) Oh, I I was late to the press conference. You answered that already. My bad. As you were. (laughs) Is in capital letters or is it lowercase? Uh, Dan Orlovsky from the Mothership will join us coming up. Fritzy, see if Steve Kerr wants to join us. Why not? Just for him to go. <laughs> That's it. Just tell, just tell Golden State, I promise I'll only ask him one question. We're not going to get him fined or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. I mean, I might ask a Michael Jordan question, but I, I, there'll be one Steph Curry question. That's it. Just... Coach, how great is Steph Curry? How easy is it to coach Steph Curry? <laughs> or you could switch it up and say, Coach, how important is it having a great shooter like Clay? <laughs> like, huh? 
You can oh. start to, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Dan Orlovsky will tell us why the Cleveland Browns are fading and who's his pick, Kansas City and Dallas, coming up this weekend. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. You want to hear something amazing? Discover is matching all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. Todd graduated second in his class at 600. He still doesn't understand this. There's a lot of things I don't understand and can't do. With no limit on how much you can earn, how amazing is that? Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. Get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Rodney Harrison. NBC Sports will join us. Thursday night's game, the Patriots against the Falcons. So much love. It's, it's unofficially Mac Jones week in the media. What happens if the Patriots and Mac Jones don't play well in Atlanta? Then what happens? Everybody gets a week. Remember Jameis Winston got week one? I love Jameis Winston week. That was great. <laughs> I didn't know how to celebrate it. Uh, and then I was going to have crab legs. Oh, no. But then I decided, no, I don't know how to celebrate this. All right, let's bring in Dan Orlovsky, ESPN football analyst. You can see him on NFL Live Monday through Friday at 4 Eastern with Laura Rutledge, Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, Adam Schefter. Uh, first question, it's not football related. What makes Steph Curry so great, Dan? I, I, I don't know. I've, I've talked about it a lot, how great he is. He's, <laughs> he's good at everything. Thank you for playing along. Is there, is there a player that you've run out of ways to describe how great they are? Uh, Tom is up there. Yeah. I mean, you know, Tom is certainly up there because he's done it for so long at at such a high, high level. Um, I thought Revis was there years ago. Um, Revis was a guy that got up there, but I would say Tom, you know, Aaron, definitely Aaron is still there, you know, and it's, he's great because of the same stuff he's been great for, for a decade. But you had Mahomes who felt like he was on the cusp of that. But now yeah. all of a sudden we kind of, you know, started uh, chopping away at his pedestal here. Where, where's Mahomes now in, uh, on the list of quarterbacks in the NFL this season? Yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about this season, you know, Patrick's probably guys that have played better than Patrick. Um, Tom has played better. Um, Lamar's played better. Dak. Um, Dak has played better. Matthew Stafford's played better. Josh Allen's played better. So, I mean, Patrick's probably somewhere around the six or seven range as far as just performance this year. I would still, if I had the, you know, the, the two, three, four, five pick in next year's NFL draft and Patrick was a guy that I could pick, I'd trade all four of those picks for the number one spot to go get him. I think he's been a lot better the past two or three weeks, Dan, a lot better. Um, mechanically, he's been so much better. You could tell that's been an emphasis. Um, you know, I, I think that this past weekend, you know, was a great performance when it came to the end result production. You could see he was very purposeful. You know, I, I kind of said that this week. They, he threw the ball 50 times against the Raiders. 44 times he got the ball out in one hitch or less. That's intent to be completion driven. Mm. He will not have that experience against the Cowboys, though. They, the Cowboys are not going to give him 
completions like that this week. So he's been better, um, and he's still the most talented guy at the position. We see golfers get in bad habits. How do quarterbacks get into bad habits, even the great ones? Yeah, you have success within those bad habits. You know, the kind of the way I phrased it was bad process, good results. You know, he was having good results. And this is for a stretch of period of time. And it's a fine line, Dan, because you don't want to take that away from him. That's his superpowers. He's able to play so well and be so accurate and make the, the correct throw at the correct time when everything isn't kind of perfect or right. But when you have a stretch of period, a period of time where you have a good result, but a bad process, that's how you get into bad habits. And, you know, bad habits aren't something that happened overnight. They happen over a long period of time. And it, and that's why I say, like, there's that saying in the NFL, winning cures everything. That's a myth. Winning covers everything. And it's really difficult to go in as a coach and go, hey, Patrick, we really got to make sure that we're focused every single day on our fundamentals. When he goes, hey, man, I just threw for 380 and four touchdowns. You know, like what, what you know, so you, you've got to be so obsessive and nitpicky in a way and focusing on the things that can catch. I remember, Dan, Aaron Rodgers went through this. You know, Aaron Rodgers went through stuff where, because these guys are so physically gifted, so physically gifted, and they can do so much without having to be Drew Brees or without having to be Tom or without having to be even a guy like right now, like Kirk Cousins. Those guys have to be correct all the time, technically and mechanically. Aaron went through this years ago when he, he started, his play started to dip and it was like, what well, you know, the, some of the mechanics, when the talent starts to just drop a little bit, you've got to kind of counter that with, with those mechanics and, and uh, technical stuff. And, you know, it seems like Patrick, like I said, over the past couple of weeks is, is started to show some better stuff in regards to that. Better understanding of the Chiefs right now or the Cowboys right now? Oh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys completely. I think the Cowboys, the, the, the Broncos game was that blip in the radar. I, I said this. I don't know if there's a team in the NFC, and I think there's a team in the AFC, maybe Buffalo. I don't think there's a team in the NFC offensively that one has absolutely physically dominated people the way the Cowboys offense has in multiple games this year. I don't think there's a team in the NFC that can line up and go, we will beat you on offense however you want us to, however you want us to. Both they can and they will. They got the people to do it and they've got the coaching to do it. You want us to throw 50 times, we'll throw it 50. You want us to run at 50, we'll run at 50. I don't think there's a team in the NFC that has done that. And then I don't think there's a defense in the NFC that has suffocated offenses more than the Dallas Cowboys defense has this year. And so I think that's we, we got a really good understanding of who Dallas is. I know Kansas City has played better uh, um, in, in the past couple of weeks. I just doing my job defensively, they've been better over the past two weeks. They played Jordan Love and they played the Raiders without Henry Ruggs. The Raiders are a wildly different offense without Henry Ruggs. Um, and I think offensively, like, like I said, the Raiders scheme-wise, defense is we are going to give you these completions. I mean, they had 264 yards after the catch on offense, Kansas City, the other night. So I have said it's nice to see, but I got to see it against Dallas. Former NFL quarterback, now ESPN football analyst Dan Orlovsky joining us. Uh, just a bad night for the Rams, or is there a bigger picture here? 
No, I think there's a little bit of a bigger picture. Definitely a bad night. I think offensively they were exposed in one very specific area. That's the interior of their offensive line. You know, I've talked to all season how they've gone to this empty mindset, empty package, five guys in protection, five guys out as pass catchers, and they've had a ton of success with it. But then they've played two really good defensive lines and Tennessee two weeks ago and then San Francisco and the interior of their offensive line has gotten beat up. And I think Sean McVay needs to go back to a little bit of what got him here. Now, what I mean by that is put the quarterback under center and use more play action pass. A lot of times people, myself included, will say you got to do more of that because it's to help the quarterback. Hey, let's help our quarterback. It's it's stuff that quarterbacks see well. They don't have to know the coverage. They can just go through progressions one, two to three. You know, you can create chunks with it. I think they need to do it to protect what, what right now is their greatest weakness on offense. And that's the right guard, the center and the left guard. Those three guys in the middle. And when you do that, one defensive lineman don't know it's going to be a pass. You know, when you get into that empty set, defensive linemen don't have, you've made them play one dimensional. It's a pass boys. You know, when we can go be pass rushers, when you put them under center and use some run play action, they don't know it's a pass. They can work in unison a lot more in the play action game. You're moving the launch point for the quarterback. Sometimes he's behind the center. Sometimes behind the guard, sometimes behind the tackle, which tackle is it going to be? Sometimes he's outside the pocket. So those guys defensive line wise got to move. And so it helps the offensive line. So I really think this is a, a moment similar to Tampa last year. Hey, I remember pounding the tables like Tampa. You gotta, you gotta go more play action for Tom. You gotta keep him protected. You gotta use motion more. Well, they did after their buy, and it helped. I think it's similar to that. And then I just touch on the defense, Dan. Like the the they are philosophically what's going on in the NFL right now. A lot of teams are playing those two safeties, and the Rams kind of lead the charge in that. That's fine. I, I that's great. You got to know how teams are going to attack you, though. You got to know. You got to know that teams are going to be willing and able to run the football against you. And if you're going to do that, I think their corners and their safeties got to be way more aggressive when they're in run support. Because San Francisco just ran the ball in the corners and safeties are hanging back. Like, what's up? You got to know that teams are going to do that. So I think those are two things they got to fix. Feels like uh, most of these quarterbacks get one week. I mentioned Jameis Winston week one. Oh, he's a dark horse for the MVP. Josh Allen had a week. Tom Brady's had one. Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson's had one. And now it's Mac Jones week. Did the analysts, what did they get wrong or did they get wrong with, with Mac Jones? Or did he just end up with the right place, the right team, the right coach? Oh, I think a lot of people had it wrong. You know, um, so... I, I call college football games, and I remember doing the Alabama-Arkansas game and sitting down with the people around Alabama and asking them about Mac Jones. And I'll never forget Steve Sarkeesian, the head coach of Texas, who was their OC, um, talking to me about how much better Mac was because he was the scout team quarterback playing against the Alabama defense. Yeah. And we were just having the conversation. I played scout team quarterback a lot as a backup. And we were just having that conversation. And it made me think, you, have, you get so much better because you have to play so fast. When you're playing scout team against the starters, you are forced to play so fast. And you learn because there's no consequence 
to bad plays in practice when you're that guy, you learn so much about what you can and cannot do, how you use these things, your eyeballs, how you use your brain. And I think that was the thing that I fell in love with, with Mac in the draft process. And I was the person who was pounding the table. He should go three to San Francisco. And I had firmly believed that Kyle wanted Mac at three. I think um, we're in an era where, you know, physically we have fallen in love with the, the physical attributes of quarterbacks, as we should, as we should, Josh and Lamar and, and Patrick. Um, but at the end of the day, the quarterback position has always been, can you think and can you throw? And if you do those two things at an incredibly high level consistently, you are going to be really, really, really good. And I think we became so obsessed with, well, he's not fast, that a lot of people lost sight of he plays really fast. And I think that's the thing you're seeing is he just plays so fast. And he's but, got but if I redrafted, Dan. Yeah. The first quarterback off the board. Trevor Lawrence. Okay. The second quarterback off the board. Yeah, I think we're having a conversation. I really do. I, I think that now I, I want to be fair, Zach Wilson. You know, we understand the situation that he's been in. I think we're having a conversation because everything that you need to be good at quarterback, Mac does. We haven't seen that out of Zach yet. Now, Mac has also been supported to show that. Zach has not. But I think we're having a conversation. Um, Zach can still do things that Mac Jones just can't. He just he, he physically has the ability to do things that Mac Jones just cannot. Um, who's it's home? a conversation, who's, Dan. Who's home? My wife. Oh, she just came in? Yeah. Does she love Mac Jones as well? No, she don't like Mac Jones. No, she's a Philly girl, man. She... Uh, she, she's going to ride with Jalen Hurts until the Eagles decide to move on from Jalen Hurts. Are you all in on Jalen Hurts? No, no, no. I'm not all in. Okay. I'm not all in. I, I still think that, and I'll, I'll still remain Adam, and I, I think Philadelphia made a mistake in regards to that, um, in regards to you know the cards. I, I will say this. You know, I, I've been really impressed with Jalen. I think if, you know, Jalen Hurts, can you become a consistent pocket-passing quarterback? And I think – Week after week, he's starting to show that a little bit. He really has. I thought there was a play in the Denver game this past week that kind of is the imagery of, hey, yes, I can. And he's starting to do it more and more. The Browns are fading? I don't know if they've, they've ever been in the limelight this year, Dan. I don't know if they've ever, you know, had the light to fade. I, I think that – Oh man, a lot the Browns of expectations. Defensive. Where where's the defense? You I can blame Baker, I can blame no yep. running backs, yep. offensive line. Uh the defense seems to be getting away with something here. Yeah, their defense mainly the back ends is just yeah. poor. You know, they they can't cover. And and I know they try. They try to play zone. They're not good in zone. I think when they're in zone, excuse me, when they're in zone, I think they're way too soft in their zone coverage. Like, you can play zone coverage and still be intentional, still be physical, allow teams to feel your presence. They just give you completions. When they play man, I still believe that they don't allow their guys to play hands-on and man coverage. Right? Like, Denzel Ward is a man corner at his best, and they don't allow him to play physical. I think Greg Newsome is a man corner at his best. They don't have – 
You know, every football unit needs to have something when the when the SA crap hits the fan, <laughs> the doo-doo hits the fan. Like you gotta have something that you can turn to and say, we're doing this right now. They don't have that. And I think their coverage, because Dan, they got the best pass rush unit in the NFL. Statistically, yeah. they're the best pass rush unit in the NFL. If you have the best pass rush unit in the NFL, you should be good in coverage. And um, that it's it's really let them down. I think their communication still struggles when they play man. Um, so def- I think defensively has been the absolute weakness, weakest part of their team. I'll touch. I'll, I'll say this about the offense, um, specifically of New England. I was really disappointed in Kevin Stefanski. Baker didn't play good. They go on that first drive, 11 plays. Dearness Johnson runs for 54 yards. He's got seven carries for 54 yards on that first drive. They ran the ball three more times in the first half. That's like we can. Bill was great. The plan defensively was great. When you get a coach to go away from what their greatest attribute is, you've already won the game. You've already won. And for them to, I don't care if I'm playing tailback, the strength of their offense are those five boys up front. I don't care who the tailback is. You got to run, be who you are at your absolute best against New England. Do you get out of household chores by acting like you're on Zoom calls all day? I actually love household chores. I'm a weirdo, man. Like, I'm a weirdo. So um, one of the things I love to do is wash dishes. I don't use the dishwasher often um, because I like to dry dishes. I also like to make my kids dry the dishes because I think it teaches them, like, hey, you got – it's not a chore, dude. This is something you, if you want to eat, you got to wash and and dry your dishes. Wait, is your wife right there in the kitchen listening to this? She can vouch for me. She can vouch. She is. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the folding the laundry, but I will do it just to, you know, we got, we got six humans in our house, so I can't, I can't go, Hey, you know, fold the, the kids will try to fold laundry at times. So, okay. I got to drop off lunch boxes at school. (laughs) I got to watch tape. I got to prepare for Cincinnati SMU. I got to drop off lunch boxes at school. Is Cincinnati um, going to make the final four? I don't think so. Um, as much as my emotional heart wants them to, this is my second Cincinnati game. I'll say this is about Cincinnati. I think their defense gives them the ability to beat anyone in America. I think their defense is that good. Um, I don't think over the past month they've buried teams, yeah. and that's on them. Yeah. You know, I think you've got to bury teams if you're going to be that team and want to get in. Um, I think Michigan's really good. I called Michigan Penn State last week. I think Michigan's really good. I think Michigan State is a really good football team. Um, Who I has a Notre chance Dame, to beat Ohio State, Michigan or Michigan State? I think Michigan has a better chance to beat Ohio State. I really – I like their coverage in Michigan. Um, Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo, their two rush ends are phenomenal players. Um, I think their, you know, their consistency to line up – like Michigan will put six, seven offensive linemen on the field with a tight end or two and just, hey, we are unapologetic right now. I think that's the difference between the Michigan teams, like the team this year that I've called two Michigan games – and the teams of the past is they are playing in the style that Jim wants them to play. And I think that's different. Uh, I think Michigan's got a chance to beat Ohio State. I do. Uh, safe travels. Always great to talk to you. And uh, good luck today with your chores. <laughs> Thanks, man. Go Steph Curry. That's, uh, <laughs> that's Dan Orlovsky. NFL Live. <sighs> 
Monday through Friday at 4 Eastern with uh, host Laura Rutledge, Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, Adam Schefter, and of course, Dan Orlovsky. Play of the Day is up next here, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh my God. The play, the play, is called play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Kaminga comes over to screen now. Screen set. Cross court to Lee. Lee back to Curry. Curry at midcourt. 101 80 Warriors. Curry working on Aldridge. Takes another three. Why not? Here's Stephen Curry. The laws of humankind do not apply. Steph hitting long-range bombs. Curry has 12 games with nine or more three-pointers since the start of last season. The rest of the NBA has a total of 15 combined. That's courtesy of 95.7 The Game, the Warriors radio network. And that's our play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes-Benz. The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready for anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Uh, new poll question, or do we have Well, this question? one's close. If you had to bet one of the two teams, uh, following two teams, comes out of the West, the Warriors or the Lakers, who do you got? 87% Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> but come on, the Lakers aren't that far behind, are they? Well, we don't know what they are. We don't know what Golden State is going to be, but we know Golden State is playing better now with the unknown. When Klay Thompson comes back, the uh, rookies with Golden State, they had two first-round picks. James Wiseman, a top-five pick from a year ago. That gives you fresher legs. That gives you depth, and that's what you need to get through a long season, and then you get to the postseason. Usually when you get to the postseason, your rotation is about seven players, maybe eight players at the most. You know, the bigger the game, the further you go, it seems like the less you rely on your depth. Did you guys see the quote that uh, came out of a GQ article with the Greek freak? And if I'm a Milwaukee Buck fan, I'd be just a little, just a little concerned here. So the Greek freak, he uh, has left the Bucks fans probably thinking, wait, what did he just say? He did an interview with GQ. He was named the athlete of the year. And they published a feature on the cover athlete on Tuesday, and they teased one quote that uh, the Greek freak had to say. I just love challenges. What's the next challenge? Question mark. The next challenge might not be here. Me and my family chose to stay in this city that we all love and has taken care of us for now. In two years, that might change. I'm being totally honest with you. Dun, dun. Laying the groundwork. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, McLovin. And you know where the Lakers play tonight. Milwaukee. Mm. Preview of things to well, come. Well, of course, he's got to end up with the Lakers, right? Big man going from Milwaukee <laughs> to the Lakers. We've seen it before. It <laughs> yes, worked. we have. Shaq, Dwight Howard, 
I, I wonder if Shaq put together an offer to uh, buy the naming rights for Staples. I mean, you would just call it the Shaq. How about if I got Shake Shack to go along with Shaq and we had the Shake Shack? Or I threw in the General in there. Or Papa John's. Shaq could probably afford the naming rights there. I don't know how you get your money out of this, but yeah, this is $700 million for crypto.com. Now, I know when I did SportsCenter, I purposely did not mention the name of the stadium it had to do with the sponsorship. I didn't. I would just say, now, if, if you went to Wrigley, you know, you, hey, let's go out to Wrigley. It was different. You know, it was owned by the Wrigley family, the chewing gum family. And it wasn't a, hey, can we give you $5 million and put our naming rights there? You know, Comiskey Park, Pac Bell. Uh, what are the Ravens? MT and T Bank or something like that? I think MT, but M&T. that might have changed. I have no idea. Yeah. But I would just say, let's go to Baltimore. Let's go to Chicago. Very rare would I would go, uh, let's go to, and you name the sponsor there. Because there'd be times when you go, ah, what's San Francisco called? Are they packed? Be- they ate? I don't even know. Let's go to San Francisco. Yes, Eden. I do love, though, that people are nostalgic for the Staples Center. <laughs> oh, come on. That's what crypto. What is the Staples Center? It's like Staples. Like the, the L is a staple. It's, that was a sponsorship, too. It's not like it's to turn Fenway into, you know, the Staples Center. But do you think we're headed towards that? Dodger Stadium, Yankee Stadium, Fenway. Money always wins. Not that, you know, people are beholden to staples like, oh, my God, we've lost our identity here. Yes, Todd. If we end up with Arby's Field at Dodgers Park or something like that, the world is just coming to an end. But you're going to see when you watch the Premier League, they have the sponsor there and you have a little patch that says uh, Arsenal or Chelsea. That's going to happen here. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if one day we see Dunkin' Donuts across the Red Sox jersey and then a little patch that says Red Sox. Yeah, Paul. You think there's dudes in L.A. today talking to their kids going, where's the respect for the legendary office supply <laughs> companies of my youth? Staples is my, in my DNA. Darren Ravel, who covers this stuff, is going to join us. How do, you, how do you make up this in value if you're the Lakers? Yes, McLovin. Remember we did the quiz where... Uh, one of us named the bank and you tried to guess which stadium it was. Yeah. I'll bet you we, I'm looking at the MLB. I'll bet you we could get Ravel on some of these because there is no way to know where the White Sox play unless you're a, a part owner of the White Sox. Yeah. And, and I don't know if people call it that. Usually there's a, you know, an, an abbreviation, uh, you know, variation of, of the name or play off the name. Yeah, guaranteed rate field. Has anyone even heard that? I, I've, I'm no awareness of that. Is that Cleveland? That, no, that's Chicago. That's oh, a White Chicago. Sox. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Yes, Paul. Well, White Sox, for a while, it was U.S. Cellular Field, and the cell caught on a touch yeah. and went away. Yeah. They could have used that in Philadelphia. Don't they have a cell in the stadium there, McLevin? <laughs> that's the Eagles game. <laughs> oh, of course. They don't do that anymore, do they? Oh, of course they do. Yeah. Right. I'm proud of it. Rodney Harrison will join us. We'll talk about the Patriots and all this love for Mac Jones and the naming rights for Staples. Have that for you coming up. One more item. We close that hour one, and it's Level Select CBD. Worked out yesterday. Had some before lifting and then after lifting. The uh, roll-on is great. Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. It's all about sore muscles, post-workout discomfort, popping up in new spots all the time. 
That's why I'm thankful that Carson Palmer told me about Level Select. Ricky Fowler uses it. Steve Garvey, the former baseball great. It's good enough for them. It's good enough for me. I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. You've got a high concentration of CBD, and you will feel that work immediately. 30 seconds or less, and made with 0% THC. I apply the Level Select CBD right to the sore spots. Let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com right now. Use the promo code DP30. That's $30 off your entire order. $30 off. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com. Use the promo code DP30. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.